Thank you for joining us for this week's message from the First Christian Church in Great Bend, Kansas. Each week we share thought-provoking and life-changing teachings on topics that are important and relevant to you in your life. We hope that you will be encouraged by our weekly podcast and will tune in regularly. Now let's join the First Christian Church of Great Bend for this week's message. So today we are starting an important sermon series called Making Sense. And basically what we're going to be doing in this series is attempting to answer some big questions regarding what in the world is going on in this strange new reality that we find ourselves living in. We're trying to make sense of, of what it is that God is up to in the world and, and then in a sense what God is calling us to do in response to this. Or to get a bit more specific, what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be attempting to answer three important questions that I continue to hear people ask over and over again given this pandemic. And those questions are this. Are we living in the end times? Where is God in all of this? Did God actually cause this? And how should we be responding as Christians? which are important questions that, that we have to answer to kind of make some peace with what's going on in the world and then um, figure out how to move forward. So the question that I want to get into today is the question, are we living in the end times? Are we living in the end times? Or are we living at that point in history where Jesus is about to come back, judge the world, and make all things new? And the reason we're starting here is because not only is this something I've had quite a few people in the church come and ask me about personally, but it's also one of those questions that I have had people um, come to me, or it's, it's also a question that I've seen plastered all over social media over and over and over again, because this is one of the main ways that people seem to make sense of what's going on in the world. So to kind of put this into perspective for you guys, how many of you feel since all of this has hit like there's something ominous going on in the background? There's something bigger going on in, in the world these days. Anybody have that feeling? Any of you wrestled with the question, are we living in the end times? How many of you guys have wrestled with that question? Yeah. I think anytime you have something this big going on in our world, that's a question that we need to, to wrestle with. So that's what we're going to be doing today. So to put into perspective, there. Um, to put all this into perspective, there are no doubt some faithful, well-intentioned Christians that believe there are certain scriptures in our Bible that act as a kind of road sign which warn us about in, when the end of the world will happen. Or in a sense that predict certain events which will happen right before Jesus returns so we can know when the end is at hand. Or to see how this works, let us examine one of the most important scriptures that talk about the signs of the time. How many of you guys have heard of signs of the time? So we're going to jump into that particular verse to see how it is that some Christians are connecting what the Bible has to say with what's going on in our world today and then how we should interpret that. So Luke 27, or excuse me, 21, 7 begins. Jesus' disciples ask Jesus this, Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? Now, what many modern Christians read in this particular question is the disciples are asking about, Hey, Jesus, when is the end of the world going to happen? 
Which means what they read in Jesus' response to this question are the signs of the time or those particular things that are supposed to happen right before Jesus comes back. So Jesus responds by saying this. Beware that you're not led astray. For many will come in my name and say, I am he. The time is not near. Do not go after them. Or the first connection that many are making with this particular teaching is that there will be many who will come and proclaim themselves to be the Messiah. Which is just another way to talk about the Antichrist, right? And as you guys know, there always seems to be a whole lot of talk about the Antichrist being alive and well, living in our world today. How many of you guys have heard this before? How many of you guys have wondered it before? Yeah. Next he says this. So that's kind of the first connection there. Next he says this. When you hear of wars and insurrections, do not be terrified, for these things must take place first, but the end will not follow immediately. Then he said to them, nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. And I think the connections that are made here are are pretty obvious, right? We have these tensions that are going on between Russia and China and the United States. There's this ongoing conflict that is happening in the Middle East, along with the social and political rest that's going on right here in our own backyard, which makes us all a bit uncomfortable. So that's kind of connection number two there. And you guys can kind of clearly see this. Now, the main connection that people are making these days is with what Jesus says next, which is obvious. He says, There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues. And there will be dreadful portents and great signs in the heaven. There will be great earthquakes, and in various places, famines and plagues, and there will be dreadful portents and great signs from heaven. Now, as you all know, we continue to hear about earthquakes along with some pretty significant famines. It's just a part of what we hear in the news cycle. But most importantly... What we are now in the midst of is the biggest pandemic uh, the world has seen since, I think, 1918. And it might even be bigger than that. I haven't done the research on that specific thing. And what makes this plague, if you will, more significant, it's not just one of those things that we heard about on TV and and didn't affect us, because that's usually how it happens. No, this plague has come in and turned our worlds upside down and inside out. So we feel the weight of this particular pandemic taking over our lives. And then if that's not enough, there was also an asteroid. How many of you guys heard about this asteroid? Anybody? There was also an asteroid that was bigger than the Empire State Building that came very close to hitting the Earth right as we were in the middle of all of this pandemic kind of hitting full steam. So, of course, there were some people that interpreted this as one of those great signs and dangerous portents that are happening in the heavens. So, given all that is going on in our world at this moment and how things seem to be lining up with what we read in Scripture, there are many faithful Christians that truly believe we are living in the last days or that we really are the generation of people who are living in that faithful time when Jesus has to come or Jesus is about to come back. And you have to admit it's at least interesting to think about, don't you? I mean, given some of the connections that can be made here between what the Bible says is going to happen and what is going on today. So what do you, what do you guys think? It's very interesting. Very interesting. Well, 
So once I was hit with all of this information and began to read things and see things and all that stuff and started getting hit with these questions, I had to go back to the drawing board. And, and the first place that I go to the drawing board is as I go to scripture and I go to prayer. And I say, God, what, what's going on here? Do, do, we need to, do I need to begin preaching this stuff? Do I need to see what's going on? Well, um, after reading scripture very carefully, after a whole lot of prayer, this is the conclusion that I've come to. And, and I think you're going to find it, it's very clear, but some of you might be a bit disappointed because it's not near as exciting. So first of all, I believe that those Christians who interpret these signs as a list of what to expect before the end of the world happens have actually missed the point of what Jesus is talking about in this specific teaching. And the reason I think this is because when you go back to the first part of this teaching, what you will discover is that the disciples were not asking about when the end of the world was going to happen. They were asking Jesus specifically about when their temple was going to be destroyed. Or this is how Luke explains it in 21, 5 through 6. He says, When some were speaking about the temple, how it was adorned with beautiful stones and gifts dedicated to God, Jesus said this, As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another and all will be thrown down. As for these things that you see, the days will come when not one stone will be left upon another, all will be thrown down. Or what's going on here is that Jesus overhears some Jewish people talking about the incredible temple. And the temple in the ancient world was absolutely amazing. It was considered to be one of the seven wonders in the ancient world. And as he is hearing this, he decides to butt in and tell them this little bit of information. Hey, I know you guys love this place and I know it's amazing and you think it's going to be here forever. But there's going to come a time when all these beautiful stones that you are admiring are going to be torn down as our temple is completely and totally destroyed. Which is then why the disciples asked Jesus the question. Teacher, when will this be and what will be the sign that this is about to take place? To which Jesus responds to that particular question, talking about the temple with those signs of the time, right? Wars, insurrections, famines, plague, all those things that we walk through. Jesus is not talking about the end of the world. He's talking about the destruction of the temple, which in turn makes it quite clear that the signs the disciples are asking for, again, was not about the end of the world, but about the destruction of the temple. And when did the destruction of the temple happen? So this is not a big deal in our eyes, but in the Jewish world, this was like the end of the world. It happened in 70 CE, some 40 years after the death of Jesus, as the Romans, in an attempt to squash another Jewish rebellion, not only came in and basically wiped out the city of Jerusalem, but completely and totally wiped out their temple. And it was literally the case, and we get this from Roman sources, there was not one stone that was left on another just as Jesus said it would happen. Which then begs the question, right? Because we haven't answered the question. We've just said, well, wait a minute, this doesn't seem to work. So given that there are some people who seem to be misreading Scripture, where do we need to go to answer the question, are we living in the end times? And, and I think the best place to go um, when answering any question, uh, but specifically this question, is what does Jesus have to say about this. And then what does Paul have to say about this as well? Because what you're going to find, they're basically saying the same thing. So you guys ready for this? 
I'm going to need a little more excitement because this is fantastic stuff here. Come on now. All right, here we go. So Jesus says this, very, very clear. Mark 13, 32 through 33 says this. No one knows about that day or the hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on your guard and stay alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. No one knows about that day or hour, not even the angels in heaven, nor the Son, but only the Father. Be on your guard and stay alert, for you do not know when the appointed time will come. Or if you didn't catch it, what Jesus is saying here is that when it comes to when the end of the world is going to happen, not only do human beings and angels don't know, but it's also the case that even Jesus himself doesn't know. That's right, Jesus doesn't know because the only one who knows is God, and apparently God is keeping a close rein on this particular teaching. Which is also very similar to what Paul says in 1 Thessalonians. He says this, Now, brothers and sisters, about the times and dates, we do not need to write you. For you know very well that the day of the Lord will come like a thief in the night. Notice that phrase, will come like a thief in the night. Because what Paul is getting at here in this particular teaching, and there's more to it, but we're just getting into the goods here, is that even he doesn't know when the end of the world is going to happen. No, all he knows is that the end is going to be something that happens unexpectedly, like a thief in the night. Or he even goes on to talk about how labor pains come upon a woman. You can't predict these things. They just happen. Which ultimately means that if Paul and Jesus don't know when the end is going to happen, because only God knows this, then it seems to be the case that no one really knows if we are living in the end times or not. And I know that's kind of a Debbie Downer moment, right? It's like, oh, but that was kind of fun to get into and exciting. It is what it is. No one really knows if and when we are living in the end of the world. But, and this is the important part that most people miss, just because we don't know when the end is going to happen, that doesn't mean we should just ignore the reality that Jesus has promised to come back at some point and set the world straight. No, instead, what it means, which is what both Paul and Jesus go on to say, is that because we know that eventually Jesus is going to come back and judge the world, we need to be living our lives in such a way that it doesn't matter when it happens, we will be ready. Or Jesus puts it this way in Luke 21, 34 through 36. Be on your guard so that your hearts are not weighed down with dissipation and drunkenness and the worries of this life. And that the day does not catch you unexpectedly like a trap. For it will come upon all who live on the face of the whole earth. Be alert at all times. Be alert at all times, praying that you may have the strength to escape all these things that will take place and to stand before the Son of Man. Jesus is saying we don't know when it's going to happen, so be alert and stay awake. Which is also what Paul teaches just in a bit different way when he says this in 1 Thessalonians 5, 6 through 10. So then let us not fall asleep as others do, but let us keep awake and be sober. For those who sleep, sleep at night, and those who are drunk, get drunk at night. But since we belong to the day, let us be sober and put on the breastplate of faith and love and for a helmet the hope of salvation. For God has not destined us for wrath, but for obtaining salvation through our Lord Jesus Christ who died for us so that whether we are awake 
or asleep, we may live with him. So, given what we have just read, given what we've kind of wrestled with at this point, for me, the best way to answer the question, are we living in the end times, is to say this. Maybe. Maybe not. Maybe, maybe not. Because only God knows when that's going to happen. But regardless of if we are living in the end times or not, we need to live our lives ready. And what it looks like to live ready is not to concern yourself with when the end is going to happen or sitting around doing research about what the Bible is showing us about when the end is going to happen, but instead is to devote yourself every single day to loving and living as Jesus lived. Because if you will do that, it doesn't matter if Jesus comes back today after lunch at Freddy's, or in a thousand years, you'll be ready. You'll be okay. Or what I want you to notice in these teachings around the end times is that Jesus and Paul did not get caught up in this notion of trying to predict when it was going to happen. No, what they were trying to do was say, hey, there's going to come a time when this happens. So that means you need to be ready at every single point in your life. Because that's what it means to live Christian. If you will live Christian, if you will devote yourself to living and loving as Jesus did, you don't need to worry about when it will happen. Because you will be just fine. Which is ultimately what we're all after anyway, isn't it? Let us pray. Father, we come to you this morning wrestling with one of those questions that seems to be heavy on so many people's heart. Um, because the truth is, is we live in a strange time. And the truth is, it seems like something bigger is, is going on behind the scenes. And maybe that is the case. Or it seems like there's just, you know, way more to, to what's happening around us. But Lord, even, even if that's the case, help us to understand that um, it's not for us to know when you're coming back. It's not for us to get caught up in trying to predict and all of that kind of stuff. No, what you have called us to do so we'll be ready at any moment is to live and love as you have loved. So help us, O oh Lord, as your people to recommit ourselves to living and loving as you have so that when it does happen, we'll be ready. It's in Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. You are invited back next week for another life-changing message from the First Christian Church of Great Bend, Kansas. Please check out our website at www.fccgbk.com. That's fccgbk.com. May you have a blessed week.